I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omorda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. The Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. No eyebrows at all. None at all. She used to have. People always wonder why Mona Lisa doesn't have any eyebrows. The mystery has been solved, all thanks to an engineer named Pascal Cote. When Da Vinci painted her originally, she did indeed have, have eyebrows. But over time, these eyebrows were eroded due to cleaning to the point where they're no longer visible today. So whatever... So how come only her eyebrows are I would No, I'm just guessing and, you know... The, I do a bit of painting myself, so I have a little bit of an you know, understanding of this stuff. Certain pigments will last longer than others and are more resilient. So I'm just wondering, was it the actual pigment he used in the eyebrows? I don't know. Was it just that? And that's actually washed away, whereas you know, other pigments are more long-lasting, more permanent. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I don't agree with it. Or obviously she doesn't fucking have eyebrows. <laughs> I'm just saying... I don't know what I'm saying. I just... <laughs> I know what... There, there are a lot more obvious features on a face. Sorry, let me start that again. There are a lot less obvious features on a face that could fade into the background to the point where they are no longer detectable with your eyesight or whatever mm. than eyebrows. Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. Like, they're fairly heavy-duty, like. And who's to say that but that isn't the case. I mean, we don't know what the Mona Lisa looked like when it was originally painted. Maybe she had a beard. No, no. You know what I mean. There might have been a hell of a lot more well, detail in that whole, face than what we see today. Is there a whole uh, raft of questions about whether it's actually a woman? Really? Yeah, somewhere in the back of my head, I, I remember people questioning the gender of the Mona Lisa. Really? Yeah. Okay. And maybe it always was a woman in the painting, but his the Da Vinci's muse or his model his, may not have his model been. may yeah, not I have think been I a woman. Have heard so that said somewhere in, in the back of my head, I, yeah. I, but I know as well when it's it. been X-rayed and stuff, or you know, or bloody cat scanned or whatever it is. It's not quite an X-ray, but it's you know, yeah. He had used that canvas for three or four different paintings before the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's other stuff behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to show he was quite frugal as well, you know. Waste not, what not. Yeah, well, there is all, all that. that, yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting, though, that, uh, as you said, like, her eyebrows are the only thing that's disappeared. I'd argue that and say, maybe, you know, maybe her face was a lot more vibrant or had a lot more detail. I'm sure it, it and was they've much lost more that vibrant. Over the years, yeah, you but, know? So that's but they haven't well. lost any other distinctive features on her face as opposed to a whole fucking eyebrow. Eyebrows, yeah. yeah, so, see, yeah. See, that's what makes me think that it yeah. may have been a certain pigment, that whatever chemical they used to clean just took that, that whole pigment off. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I have, I have questions. Okay. I yeah, question, I not yours. I don't yeah. question you. I yeah. just question the question whether that fact is valid fact. or not. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am open to correction. You know what they need? They need that Spanish lady that fixed up that picture of Christ Jesus, did you see that? They need her to fix <laughs> no, Mona Lisa. No, they really Give don't. Give Mona Lisa a unibrow. <laughs> they do not need yeah. her near. The yeah, the fucking picture that you woman oh. Jesus Christ. 
That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> now, this one I love, right? This is, this is a great little fact. Ants take a rest for around eight minutes in every 12 hours. So if they don't do it individually, the whole hive will rest. At the same time? For the same eight so minutes. So it's like a chemical signal yeah, or something? Yeah, they all okay. just kind of down tills for eight minutes. They don't even sleep. They never sleep, though, which is bizarre. Yeah. They're just at rest for like eight minutes and then it's back to work. I can't imagine how bad life would be without sleep. Uh, I can go 72 hours as being no. that hard without sleep. I love, I'm a chronic insomnia. I hate sleep. No, I love sleep. Can't, I can't function. It's my ADHD. After After 24 hours, I'm, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm a zombie. I'm not walking around going, I need my sleep. No, but I'm, I'm not functioning. At 100%. Which makes me sound like some sort of athlete or something like no, that. No, I'm, I'm absolutely not. But yeah. I'm not functioning. I'm yeah. not working well. I'm yeah. not thinking straight. So yeah, no, yeah, no fuck I'm, that. I'm very well acquainted to absolute exhaustion because of my ADHD. Like sleep is a massive problem for me. Yeah. And then throw in the arthritis in my back, and it just becomes doubly so. Um. So for years now, I've I've probably slept an hour, wake up, sleep for forty minutes, wake up, all through the night. That's when I bother going to bed at all. No, right. need my sleep. And well, it took me years, sorry yeah. for interrupting you. No, it well, took me years to find out that if I drink excessive amounts of alcohol, my sleep gets worse. Does it? Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know. Well, I rarely I'm, drink at all. I was a shut and I'm not conscious and I'm asleep, but it's not restful sleep. It's not good sleep that you need to recharge your batteries. Yeah, yeah it's no, I understand just, what you mean. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. fucking awful. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. But no, I am. Um, like, as I was saying there, I'm very well acquainted with absolute exhaustion because it's often that is the only time that I can actually get a good quality sleep is when I literally fall down. That I just cannot go anymore. And I'll crash. And I, and I mean, that could be three o'clock in the afternoon sometimes. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I've been up for four or five days straight, you know, getting an hour here and an hour there. And then I'm just, it's just boom, shut down. And I, and I hate going to bed. I hate going to bed. I especially hate going to bed during the day. The odd time it'll just be, I'll have to say to her, right, Lisa, I'm literally struggling here. I'm going to have to go and put the head down. Now, that's very rare that I actually get to that kind of stage. Mm. When that happens, though, I can go up to bed at three o'clock and I will not wake up till maybe 11 o'clock the next morning. Gone. You know? No. And then I don't love sleep, my sleep. for a week then. <laughs> don't come sure between me and my yeah. rest. No, I love, I'm a night owl. I've always been a night owl. <laughs> Fuck that. You know? Yeah, like I'll stay up watching. No. And um, when I used to, in my twenties, when I went out with me friends on a Friday or Saturday night, I have a point where I'd switch off and go, yeah, nope, no way. going home. That's yeah. it. And I think with my ADHD as well, like if I have two points or three points, it's a stimulant. Yeah. Like there's, no, I'm up then for the night. I'll come home from the pub at whatever time, half twelve or whatever, and everyone else has gone to bed, and I'm still up watching, you know, watching TV or. You know, sitting on the computer till four, five, six in the morning. Like, yeah, that's, no, no that's sleep. Not me. Once, I, once I have alcohol, there's, there's no sleep. No, you know, that's not, not me at all. It's mad. Like, what is the most popular male name in? Well, actually, most the most common name in the world, not just male, male or female. It's no, it's not a Chinese name because I don't oh. know any Chinese names. So you got this but one. I it's before. it's. It's a Middle Eastern. Yeah, of course thing. it is, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Go on. It's Mohammed. All right, okay. You know, yeah. it's fairly obvious, you know. Yeah. 
Early, um, as per the sixth edition of Col- of the Columbia Encyclopedia 2000, Muhammad is the most common name in the world, including its variations. So Muhammad, Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad, yeah, Muhammad, yeah. Muhammad, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, more than 150 million men and boys in the world bear the name Muhammad, which makes it the most popular name in the world. All right, okay. 50 million Muhammad. That's okay. mad, isn't it? Yeah. Right now, this one absolutely genuinely, and I have another one as well, similar to it. I have a fascination with numbers. Okay. Right? Now, I'm by no means a mathematician, right? I was a mathematician. A mathematician, even. Yeah, okay. Right? I was fucking shit at maths in school. <laughs> so right? I so was like, yeah. dreadful. I ended up doing foundation level in my leaving cert. That's how bad I was at maths, right? I'm... I done higher level everything else, and, and I done foundation maths, right? I was a disaster, right? And then I went to college. And I don't know, um, did you have maths when you were in college? Like in college and yeah. animation? No, when you went over to, to ITB when we were over there. I did was you, doing creative digital I know, yeah, media. We, we, I was doing computer sciences. Yeah, that maths. makes sense mathematically. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But no, no. But I anyway, didn't. yeah, I went over and I, I was in cold sweats when I realised there was maths on every semester of the four years. I was like, oh shit, I'm fucked. Yeah. But we had a guy called Marcus Hoffman. I don't know whether you met him over no, there. No, no, don't even know. Oh him my God, he just made it all make sense. Just, it clicked. Boom, for the first yeah. time in my life, maths made sense. And I, I bloody blitzed that I got A's and B's all the way through. Like, I couldn't believe it. But anyway, that kind of instilled in me a fascination with numbers and how numbers interact in weird and fucking wonderful ways sometimes, right? I came across a couple of facts here that I loved, uh, right? As you know, Celsius and Fahrenheit are different temperature scales, right? Yeah. There's only one point at which they intersect where Celsius and Fahrenheit are actually the same. And it's minus 40 degrees. So minus 40 degrees Celsius is the exact same as minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Just the way the maths works. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way the way numbers interact, as I was saying, it just kind of fascinates me. I, I yeah. can't explain that as to why that is. I'm sure if I sat down and kind of went through it for ages, I could probably work out why that is. But I love that, you know, it's just Okay. You need to sit down and go through it for ages and work out why that is. Because yeah. I can't put and that then come back. in my head. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, right. And, I, and then the other one is I have to get this right now. 111 million, 111,111 multiplied by 111 million, 111,111 is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I wonder. We just love that. Yeah, it's I love when numbers do that. I wonder who woke up one morning and said, now what? I wonder what? 111 million, 111,111,111 is. I wouldn't even say it was that. I'd say a mathematician would probably know why it's that and, you know, why the numbers are interacting that way to produce that. Well, I just love the way, you know, that kind of, and to, you know, and the fact that it's all ones, like it's, it's nine ones multiplied by nine ones. Yeah. Throws out that result. Like that's, it's just a beautiful symmetry. Yeah. That, you know, in the. Maths is a universal language, man. It is. Man. It absolutely is. And it's little things like this that make you realize that, yeah. you know. It's I'm a universal language and I can't do it. 
You can't understand it. No, I'm no I have a it. very rudimentary understanding of it, but it, it does fascinate me. It does absolutely fascinate me. Right, so as I said, maths was not my strong suite. English, though, however, very much was, right? So here's a couple of these ones, right? Rhythm is the longest English word without a vowel. So it's a seven-letter word. It's R-H-Y-T-H-M. There's no vowel there. Okay. And that is the longest word in the English language without a vowel. It's also a dancer. Rhythm is an answer, indeed. Yeah. Indeed it, it is. It is. I'll Snap. never forgive myself for saying that. But Snap. yeah, it is. <laughs> right, now, this one. Bear with me now. Right Now, bear in mind, I have a stammer, right? Okay. <laughs> Not that any of our listeners will get it because I, I, I have conquered it. But this one's going to be tough, right? The sixth sick sheik's sixth sheep's sick. It's said to be the toughest tongue twister in the English language. Right, I just fucking nailed it. So you I'm, nailed it at thirty. Fuck fucking you, man. <laughs> you nailed it at thirty-three RPM. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what tongue twister is. Okay, let's try and do it faster. The six six sheep six sheep sick. No, Boom. no, you didn't do it. I did the six Flawlessly. six sheep six sheep sick. There you go. You didn't do uh, it again. Okay, I didn't quite get it. Right, anyway, this tongue <laughs> twister is considered to be the toughest one to say by the Guinness Book of Records. Known as the sixth sea, sick sheik's sixth ship. Ah, fuck see, off. See, see. Known as the sixth sick sheik's sixth sheep's sick. This tongue twister is extremely difficult to say as these string of words quickly multiply. This may not make much sense, but then tongue twisters are, are little more than just a series of words put together to exercise your tongue. I always thought tongue twisters were the words that make you say fuck or shit or piss. Nah, that's just that's kind of, yeah, just that's just kind of funny limerick kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I is. always thought they were. No, I was trying to say that made me say fuck fairly quickly. Um, it's, it's, they're obviously not. If Guinnesses are, are saying this is the toughest tongue twist to say and they're yeah. recognising it, then it's not going to be that crude. No, you know yeah, what I mean? true enough, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, but I always They're thought They're not going to have a lewd one in the Guinness Book of Records, like. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, this one's very interesting, Dad, actually. I didn't know this, and you said you did know it, but I didn't actually know this until I, I read it in prep for this, for this episode. Each king in a deck of playing cards represents a great king from history. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know what they are. Well, I, I know one of them is Alexander the Great, that's but correct. I don't know what... The others. Well, are. you're about to find out. Okay. Right. So clubs is indeed Alexander the Great. Well done, Dell. Nice one. Spades is King David. Bible King David. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, biblical King David. Why? Don't know. Okay. Spades is King David. Sorry, yeah. Diamonds is Julius Caesar, and hearts is Charlemagne. I, I want to know why for all of them. It's just in tribute, I suppose. Like why each each. Sweet. Why each one each is that particular suit? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's probably ar- arbitrary, maybe. You think? Um, I don't know. Let's look it up and find out. Yeah. And I'm back from the land of Google. Uh, so, HowStuffWorks.com says, French and British decks of the 16th century were said to often depict Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, the Biblical King David, and Charlemagne. Jesus Christ. Charlemagne. <laughs> Paul's great at English. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay, do it again. No, that's staying in. <laughs> no, Paul. That's staying right. in. Go for it. 
Okay, French and British decks. French and British decks of the 16th century were said to often depict Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, the biblical King David, and Charlemagne. 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 Yeah, that's perfect. Charlemagne. On the king cards, representing the four great empires of Greece, Rome, the Jews, and the Franks. Right. So I'm assuming okay. the suits were representative of the empire. So yeah. Are we saying yeah. so? What did we say? Clubs. Well, that was Alexander. The, yeah, Alexander the Great. The so the club represents Greece. Rome is diamonds. The Franks were the hearts. What was King David then? Would have been space clubs. No, was not clubs. No, you just clubs said. was a. I thought he was the great. Hang on, we go back to the. Yeah. Hold on. Ooh, quick change. Uh, yeah, clubs is Alexander the Great. Right. Spades is King David. Diamonds is Julius Caesar, and hearts is Charlemagne. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah. The Franco-German. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So we know what the kings are. I wonder what the queens and the jacks are. Yeah, I can tell you that now as well. I don't know about the jacks, but the queens. Queen cards often included the goddess Athena. There she is again, Del. Yeah, she's everywhere. Can't get away, can we? No. Um, and Rachel, the wife of the biblical Jacob, among other ladies. Many Spanish and German decks historically a skewed queenly representation in favour of a separate pack of male figures. Okay. So you had kings and kings, basically. Um, which is a bit weird. Anyway, there was a brief trend in the late 16th century France to assign famous personages or literary figures to specific court cards. But there was never any universally accepted standard for this and different regions and printers reflected their own preferences. Some of these connections still persist unofficially but it merely reflects a trend among some French printers that was temporary at best. Okay, so it's all just, it's basically, it comes from somewhere where people attributed the king of a suit in cards to a certain person, and then it just became more and more whimsical Yeah, well, as, no, as time went on. The kings were pretty much a universal. They were those four kings. The queens yeah, yeah. are kind of arbitrary. But, yeah. but then what I mean is when it came to the printers of the cards, they just also put on their own whims and their own... When it comes to the queens, yeah, but the kings are the kings. They're... Okay. And they're universal. Yeah, okay. Those images are, are universal okay. across... Okay. All the decks, but yes, the other. Okay, it, the, so the other it got more and more arbitrary. Yeah. As you were, so yeah, so when you got down to Jacks or something mm. like that, it could be your fucking nephew or them. Yeah, all right. That's all. actually here's a little bit more on Annie. If anything, the depiction of actual kings and queens on playing cards was an after the fact notion. This identification of the court cards with famous persons and literary figures only arose well after playing cards were already popular and thus were preceded by decks of playing cards that had artwork merely depicting the nobility okay. in a more general okay. way. Yeah, so it was something that kind of came later after cards had been invented that they started to do the four yeah, kings yeah. And, and whatever. So, okay. So that's an interesting one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Chocolate can kill dogs though. Knew that. Yeah. Do you know why though? No. Right, it contains theobromine, which is a similar thing to caffeine. Yeah. Uh, which affects their heart and their nervous system. And they're not capable of breaking it down or, or metabolizing it, as humans can. And it majorly affects a dog's central nervous system, heart and kidneys. Wow. Now, I'm assuming that, you know, the little chalky bites and stuff you can get for dogs. Yeah. Is basically theobromine free, I would imagine. I'd have to I be. I would hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every one of those companies would be sued into oblivion yeah, yeah, if it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, so. true yeah. enough, true enough. So actually, it is. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So don't give chocolate to your dog. Even though they beg for it. Like I they know, love it. yeah. Like, Jesus, yeah. In my dog will sit there and just watch you eating chocolate. And my and dog will sit and watch you eating anything. And it's, like, I swear to God, like you'll only feed her. Ah, it's all dogs, though. She's up in your face looking yeah. for more. Like, Jesus. And I mean, she's well fed. Don't get me wrong, we're not starving her, honestly. If you sneeze too hard, you can fracture a rib. And if you try to suppress a sneeze, you can rupture a blood vessel in your head or neck and die. Okay, that's, that's very... <laughs> that's dark. Uh, die. That's dark, isn't it? I actually knew both of those because I've sneezed so hard by times that it's felt like a broken rib. Why? Yeah. Yeah, like when it just catches you unawares. Yeah, and now I get fits of sneezing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never suffocated Sup- a sneeze so... Suppressed the Suppressed sneeze. it so yeah. hard yeah, that, that yeah. I've I've... You feel like your eyes are gonna pop. I did one here last no, week. Remember when we were like in the middle of recording and I was like waving my arms around, going, "Fucking yeah, yeah no." I've, 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 yeah. Last thing is when I hear is me sneezing on air, you know. Yeah, so I often do suppress a sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, I might sneeze so hard that I hurt a rib, but I do not suppress sneezes for exactly that fact. Yeah. Well, now I, I know it's dangerous. I'd be disinclined to do it again. Yeah. Uh, now here's one for you. What's the only food that doesn't spoil ever? Don't know. Honey, apparently. Yeah, it that does makes not sense. go off. Yeah. And yeah, it does because if I remember I've got a bottle of organic cider vinegar at home that right. doesn't go off. Are you serious? Never goes off. It's not really a food though, is it? It's more of a condiment liquid. Not a fucking condiment. Well you put it on stuff or you don't stuff. put it on stuff. <laughs> what? It's not like vinegar. No. no. Oh, it's for cooking, apple cider vinegar, sorry, yeah, you, you cook it, it's an ingredient. Yeah, I don't cook in it either, I use it. Cider, cider vinegar drinks, like it, it's Oh, you great. drink it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right, you see, I'm completely... Yeah, no, it's, it's very good, but anyway, Posh, it doesn't yeah. have a, a sell-by date, it doesn't have a they best... Don't sell it in Aldi, I don't anything. know anything about it. And actually, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think when they opened, like, you know, fucking King of Tutankhamen's tomb or something, or one of those, they found, like, honey... Yeah, that, that jars, actually, like that's vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah I like think I remember hearing that somewhere. Still edible, like. Yeah. So you get a pretty, a pretty penny for that now on the on the black market. Imagine some, you know, billionaire out there and he's serving crackers with King Tut and honey on them, you know. <laughs> be a market for it. Not that I'm saying that we should be selling artifacts or prices and stuff, but there would definitely be a market for that, I would imagine, yeah. Faux gras and, you know, King Tut's bleeding honey. Okay, I'm stopping this conversation as soon as we get on to foie gras. Fuck that shit, because I hate how they get that and fuck it. Move on. Well, Let's go. Okay, you'll have to film me in later how they get that. Cause I don't fucking know. disgusting. I know it's pretty it is. bad, yeah. Motherfuckers. When the moon is directly overhead, you will weigh slightly less. Which, if you think about it, stands to reason, Yeah, right? yeah, that right. makes sense to me, yeah. As per the calculation, it is said that a person will weigh 0.48 grams lighter for a 100-gram person. Sorry, for a 100-kg person, a 100-gram yeah. person. That's a pretty small baby. When the moon is directly overhead, they are going to weigh 0.5 gram lighter as the moon attracts you in the same way as it attracts water and makes tides. Yeah. Now, so I, I knew that, pull, and yeah. I knew it influenced people. Mm. I was going home I was a teenager and I was going home on the bus one night and I was it's when you could smoke on buses oh, geez, that's a, that's a long that time long. ago yeah Jesus. well that's what I said I was a teenager once but I was going home it was I was sitting on the back of the bus upstairs and we went around the roundabout and it was in winter so it was dark out the moon was up and 
we went around a roundabout and I was just looking, I just happened to be looking up the center of the top of the bus and everybody was, who was asleep, which was lots of people because it was just going home from work time, were all leaning in the same direction. And when we went around the roundabout and went down the road in a different direction than the one we'd been coming to when we got to the roundabout. Right. The moon had changed position. Right. And everybody just slowly leaned. lumbered over and leaned to the other side. That's mad. Yeah. And I was like, fucking no way. <laughs> and so I went home and like didn't have the internet. I Might have been went the odd message board, maybe. Yeah. Library, look it up. Yeah. And that's oh, when I wow. learned that the moon influences the oceans and the bodies of water and all that kind of stuff. And, the and I didn't go logically that's what it was but i went that's what it must have been and the fact that people were asleep yeah. and weren't oh, well, yeah. conscious sitting upright yeah, and yeah. in control of the bodies yeah. and they inverted commas in control yeah of no bodies. i know what you mean though but yeah. they were susceptible to the influence of the moon that's and nuts. i was like that's fucking crazy that's man nuts. I so love maybe that. it's full of shite but no, I, love I think it's great yeah, yeah. definitely man that is class that is absolutely class we just see it there, like in my head, you know, this guy's leaning everywhere. I'm leaning away from my mic there, sorry. Um, yeah, no, class, class, absolutely class. Now, this one, and we're going to have to come back to this because this is fascinating. Okay, we've got a few to come back to. Yeah, but and I didn't do an awful lot of homework on this one, and okay. I really want to come back, and I think you do as well, Dale. Actually, do like maybe even a whole podcast around this one fact, right? What do bulletproof vests fire escapes, windshield wipers, laser printers all have in common. Tell me. They're all invented by women. It's fascinating, cool. isn't it? It is. And um, especially bulletproof vests because we don't a little yeah. bit because like, we were going to present a little bit more well, information here. Here's, here's how it played out. Paul, we kind of, Paul tells me what facts he's got and I see if there's any crossover with facts that I've got so one of us won't say it. Yeah. So it's not said twice. Or something, and he said that to me, and I asked names, dates, yeah, who, where, and when, and he couldn't answer me. It's just a fact that he's just thrown out there, and I was yeah. like, I'm so gonna look into this more. Yeah. There's so, so much. So we went to have a look so and try and get names, and then yeah. we went down a rabbit hole just yeah. on bulletproof vests. Just trying to find names at the name of the lady, did, and yeah. and we did find her. I'll tell you. There, and there's was. just, but there's so much interesting stuff about this but woman who while looking it. for her name. There was so much more that yeah. I was saying, need, can't oh, ignore yeah. that, can't ignore that, Massive, can't ignore yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely so, come back anyway, to Anyway, just one. to, you know, before we move on from it, her name was Stephanie Kowalek. She lived Swell from... K-W-O-L-E-K. Okay. She lived from 1923 to, to 2014, and she invented it in... Well, she made an unexpected discovery in 1965 that led to the creation of synthetic fibre so strong that not even steel bullets could penetrate. Yeah. But she kind of came across it by accident. Wow. And yeah, there's so much more to it. And I'm not going to go into it now because we are definitely going to do a, a podcast probably on this lady or certainly on female inventors as a whole. But that's, yeah, it's a rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah, and I big time. Yeah, looked yeah. up and there's a few things I can think of offhand which are mention worthy, you know? Yeah. And oh, yeah. so I don't just want to arbitrarily just kind of, and then there was this one and that one, and I can't remember her name and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
And I'm Stephanie Polek anyway, yeah, she's yeah. a fascinating I'm gonna lady. Look and into we it. didn't definitely. know who she was and everything. So that's interesting indeed. And we will come back to that lady. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Do you remember being told when you were a kid, carrots were good for your eyesight? Yeah. They, they, Was it good for your eyesight? Help you see in the dark. Help you see in the dark. Help you see in the dark. I can't hair in remember chest. where, everything fucking puts <laughs> hair in your chest. If carrots put hair in your chest and you're a woman, you're fucked. <laughs> I was, I can't remember whether I was told they help your eyesight or they help you see in the dark. I'm Probably sure both. I'm seeing the dark. Probably both. Well, Del, I've, well, I've heard both. Here's the thing. Right. Carrots contain beta carotene. Yeah. Carotene. Carotene. Which the body, human body uses to make vitamin A. Yeah. Which is scientifically proven to aid in the health of your eyes. And the better your eyes are health-wise, then the better you will see. Yeah. Obviously. That, that makes sense. During World War II, the British Ministry of Information pushed the narrative that eating carrots regularly improves night vision. That's where that came from. Right. A pilot, John Cunningham, was nicknamed Cat's Eyes and shot down 20 planes. So he was... He was uh, an ace what, of aces. An ace. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, well, five is an ace. Yeah. So okay, so there you four go. Four times over. Four times over. Ooh. So he shot down 20 planes. 19 of them were at night. Wow. Yeah. So. Did he, did he um, eat a lot of carrots? The ministry said it was because he ate an excess of carrots. <laughs> it, you're laughing it now, but people believed it, you know? Um, I, I, I bet you'll find that they probably had a warehouse somewhere of carrots gone bad and they needed rid of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that why it. that was put okay. out, you know? <laughs> the truth is the RAF were able to repel the Luftwaffe because of a radar allowing British pilots yeah. to locate incoming aircraft from their cockpits. Yeah. So even if they it hadn't got it It was a top yet, secret onboard. Exactly. I was just going to say that. It was a top secret onboard airborne interception radar yeah. in their cockpits. AIR, so yeah. they were they were able to locate so pilots, incoming yeah. pilots yeah. and intercept them. Yeah. And this guy shot down and 19 so it, of his 20 yeah. at night. So it wasn't the warehouse of carrots. It was just a propaganda story put out to cover. A top secret. Yeah. Top secret radar. Secret, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Carrots being good for your night vision is no more true than eating blueberries will make you go blue. Violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> Though both foodstuffs are incredibly good for you. Yeah. So, you know, it's well worth mm. eating them anyway. But the whole carrots will help you see in your dark, in their dark. If you're telling that to your kids, you are willfully lying to them now yeah. because you know better. <laughs> because you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it was all propaganda. That's mad. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember being told that when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm sure I heard it myself the hell, yeah. Everybody did. Yeah. Only I never it, had a problem eating, like, eating meat. No, green, neither did I. Bev, <laughs> I, I didn't either. Eat your, eat your carrots. It'll help you see in the dark. And I was like, I'm yeah. eating my carrots. I've one at home now that yeah. won't eat vegetable, won't eat a Sunday dinner. It goes ballistic every Sunday. Like, you know, maybe. No, I don't putting know. A me, putting a goo on me, that. Here's this one. Take your goo off. <laughs> the oldest surviving condom was <laughs> dug up during an excavation of Dudley Castle in the U UK. Several condoms were located in a medieval toilet. So. Used. <laughs> Obviously. Fucking, and even if they weren't, they were fucking from the Middle Ages, man. Yeah, I don't want them. They fucking rub my little fucking fingers. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. That's mad. 
hard to believe they had them back then, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they weren't to the, what's the word I'm for standard at the RNL, but even so, like, they even come up with the idea in the Middle Ages, is mad. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem that mad to me. I mean, given how women were treated back then, they wouldn't give a shit they got someone Okay, pregnant. well, hold that thought. These condoms that were dug up were made from animal and fish intestines, oh, dated geez. around 1646. That's not why I said hold that thought. Yeah, okay. In the 1500s, Japanese men wore condoms made from tortoise shells and animal horns. Ouch. So, yeah, sparing a thought for women, I don't fucking think so. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, why bother them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't give a shit they got someone pregnant back then. No problem. Not well, theirs. they obviously did. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's mad. It is. And it's... It sounds sore, tortoise shells oh, and Jesus animal horns. Sore for both, like. Fucking hell, yeah, yeah. Jesus. On February the 20th, 1985, in Ireland, a coalition of Fine Gael and Labour defeated opposition from Fianna Fáil to make condoms available to 18 plus without prescription. That's right, yeah, yeah. Fucking prescription. Going to your doctor to get a prescription yeah. and that to didn't, get a condom. Yeah, but that didn't even come into effect until 1990, though. Yeah, it's fucking like, nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. But they defeated them by a vote of 83 to 80. Marginal. Fucking grisly, gnarly, all fucking men yeah. making decisions for the rest of society. Yeah. And, and for the, the bishops youth. fucking backing them all the way. Hold that thought. People under 18 still couldn't get condoms. Hmm. And it's they, they, they were having sex. I think under 16, now you still can't get them. Well, you get them in pub toilets, I suppose. They're now, having sex. I know, yeah. You know? Yeah. All that kind of thing. But of the February the 20th, 1985 vote, where they voted to allow condoms to be available to 18 pluses without prescription, the church warned of moral degradation. Yeah. Fucking. And even like, at again, that, like what you're saying without prescription. L, just again, L fucking wankers yeah. making decisions for the rest. Allegedly celibate yeah. white fucking wrinkly old men, you know, who fucking Making fuck decisions off. for everybody else. Yeah. But come here, you're saying without prescription, but, you know, back then you had to be married yeah. to even get a prescription. Yeah. For them. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. We've come a long we way. Have, we have, but we still have a long way to go. We have yeah. a long way to go, though. We're not there yet. I mean, look at the opposition to kind of fucking free sanitary products. Yeah. You know? And it's still yeah. being opposed. Or giving free condoms in colleges and stuff. Yeah. It's still being opposed now. Like, it's fucking, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Just. We move on. Ignorant. And I mean, bear in mind, you're talking 1985, Dan. It's the height of the AIDS pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Results. God forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. What's more dangerous? Vending machines or sharks? I'm going to say vending machines. Yep. Each year, more people die from vending machines than die from sharks. Explain. In the US, I can't give you any more. I can explain. <laughs> you have stu- explained. You said just in the US. Stupidity. You can, you can more conjure it up in your head. You're pretty more likely to be eaten by a vending machine than a shark too. You can conjure oh, yeah. up in your head the person that freaks the fuck out because of vending machines swallowed their yeah. dollar or their yeah oh yeah their euro or whatever it was. I remember actually uh, as a child. I'll never forget it. It's not quite a vending machine, but the same kind of idea. There were those those little egg machines. You get a leg with toy yeah. inside it, right? I remember in Northside Shopping Centre, and I put my hand in to take the egg out. After, you know, 
after getting it, but whatever way those old machines were made, like a little door or wherever it was opened for the egg to come out and then closed. I put my hand in to take the egg and the door hadn't closed. I actually trapped my fingers in it. Well. And I was stuck there for like, you know, probably a few minutes, but it felt like hours to a three-year-old yeah. child. They had to get a, like an engineer to come out. Open the fucking, fucking thing. hell. Can you imagine the lawsuits yeah. that would be flying now? I know. Yeah, yeah. we just say, oh, fucking thanks very much. I walked away. But yeah, like, like my fingers were bruised all across the fucking tops of my fingers. Never forget Not. that. Well, but, uh, yeah, mad. Print in principle, the same, but you can just picture the person freaking the fuck out and attacking the vending machine that then yeah. attacks them back. Yeah, falls on top yeah. of them or like that. Even trying to tilt the vending machine, if, you know, if your thing doesn't fall out properly and you're trying to and tilt it to get it out and bang. There are probably warnings push. around not to do that. Yeah, no, of you course. Yeah, yeah. In the US, the chances of dying from a shark bite is 1 in 250 million. The odds of dying from a vending machine falling on a user is 1 in 112 million. Yeah, okay, that's in the US, but I, I'd imagine uh, Australia and South Africa are probably slightly more likely to be killed by a shark than that. Yeah, you there's, know what? A, you I think know, you're just more. I think you're just picking holes. No, 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 fact. I'm not picking holes. I'm just saying the stats are but it's probably still way more likely to be killed by a vending machine though. Well, yeah, but but even when I was reading it, the one in two hundred and fifty million chance of being eaten by a shark. How many people of that two hundred and fifty million have never seen the sea? Yeah, you know, Quite so a few. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. But but statistically, America. one in two hundred and fifty million chance of dying from a shark bite. The odds of dying from a vending machine falling on a user is one in one hundred and twelve million. Maybe How many of those one hundred and twelve million have never seen a vending machine? No, I'm pretty slim that there's yeah, yeah. any. It's more likely, more than twice as dangerous to use a vending machine than it is to go into the sea and possibly get eaten by a shark. Well, I mean, how many of those people who were eaten by sharks were not in the sea at the time? Zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not quite... And how many of the people who use <laughs> vending machines often frequent the sea... Yeah. Or any form of exercise. Or how many of the people killed by vending machines weren't yeah. using a vending machine at the time? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting, though. Light travels from the sun to the earth in about 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. But can take up to 200,000 years to get to the surface of the sun from the center of it before it makes <sighs> that 8 minute, 20 second journey. Is the sun that big? The sun's huge. I know it's huge, and I can't really comprehend how, how huge it is, but it takes light that long to get from the core to the surface. Yeah, but it doesn't travel in a straight line. It's not traveling at the speed it's, of it's, light. It's bouncing around and getting the photons getting captured by right, other elements that, that will then eject it and send it off in a different direction. Ah, so right, it's not okay, straight so line. It's not, okay. Yeah, it's all no, over the gaff. Okay, no, I thought yeah. you were suggesting that the sun was so big. No, 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 that's oh, just okay. nuts. Yeah, like that means, that means, what? Well, the, the sun is 200,000 light years wide. Like, yeah, yeah, that's no. fucking nuts. No. Okay. <laughs> An electron orbits a nucleus in a specific orbit. So, without getting too sciencey on this, because I'm not a scientist and not really equipped to go into this. Yeah, no, I'm, but I'm really not on this. The nucleus either. and then the electrons orbit okay I and mean, even when we done dna I, I was struggling with the whole idea of, okay you know or you know nucleuses and electrons so yeah. 
When the electron orbiting the nucleus gets energized, it moves into a higher orbit. Yeah. Picture the solar system and the Earth going yeah, yeah, around the sun yeah, yeah. and it gets energized and popped out onto the yeah. orbit of Mars, for instance. Right, okay. Just further out, okay? When it's on that orbit, further out, it can influence electrons on th- those orbits. So and wasn't pop, gonna get into the and pop, to, pop them onto a higher orbit, okay? Right, so it's exponential. So that's... That's the explanation for how they get energized. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the f- and I initially said it, if it gets energized, it pops onto a higher orbit where it influences other ones and pops them onto a higher orbit. Right, yeah, but yeah. electrons don't like being on a strange orbit and they create a packet of energy that they eject and it pops them back to their original orbit. That <laughs> packet of energy is a photon. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it takes 200,000 years to get oh, from the center of the sun over the out to the surface, the and then yeah. it can make its eight minute, 20 second journey to, to earth. earth. Where we see it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it either lands on the top of your head or it lands in yeah. your eyes. Yeah. And so 200,000 years and yeah. eight minutes and 20 seconds. And to, the time that it takes your yeah. eye, so your, your brain, to process it when it hits your yeah. eye. Yeah. If indeed it hits an eye. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Uh, I do love the whole concept, though, that when you're looking at the stars, you're looking at the past. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, fucking those stars could be dead. True. Yeah. They could take up, and some of know, them probably are. Yeah. They can take up to, like, you know, like, with the naked eye, I'm not sure it's, in, you know, it's a couple of light years anyway, isn't it? That you can see with the naked eye. I don't at, know yeah. how far we can see with the naked eye. Yeah. Well, like, you're looking Off at, hand, at no, least a couple of light years anyway. Yeah. So it's a year, like, you know, if one of those stars died, you won't see it die for a year. Badly, yeah, you know, I love that idea. I love that idea. Time travel, kind of. The sixth president of the US in 1824, John Quincy Adams. Adams, Jesus, I'm from Boston. I should have known that. Once approved a plan to send 100 men to the Arctic so they could burrow to the center of the earth and meet the secret civilization that lived there. Andrew, no words. Andrew Jackson took office before the plan was put into action and vetoed it and the state-funded journey to the centre of the earth. Andrew Jackson was ended. somebody's favourite president. <laughs> no, no, he was. Like, very famously, he was someone's favourite president. I don't know. Remember? No. Bartlett from the West Wing. Oh, I don't watch the like, West Wing. Have you not watched it? No. Dell is the greatest yeah. TV show I ever uh, made. And I'm, I'm no. not just saying that it's... It's highly recognised as the greatest television show I've ever made. It's yeah. fucking fabulous. It's wonderful. But yeah, he, he, I might constantly, try it. he constantly quotes and refers to Andrew Jackson. Yeah, all the time. Okay, well, Love it. you know, Love you've got to admire Andrew Jackson for putting the kibosh on that fucking yeah, plan. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Incidentally, Jules Verne's book of the same name wasn't published until 1864. And then it was in French. Yes. And not in English till 1867. Interesting. Interesting. And it was 1824 when John Quincy Adams wanted to do this. Actually, his book, The Time Machine, may have been the first kind of beyond picture book that I actually read. I'm nearly sure it was. First one I remember reading anyway. Very young. Very young when I read The Time Machine. Been a sci-fi fan ever since. Funny enough. Sonic the Hedgehog's full name. Uh-huh. Logan's going to love this. Ogilvy Morris. Hedgehog. 
Ogilvy, O-G-I-L-V-I-E. Morris Hedgehog. Where's that come from? Where does Sonic come out of? I don't fucking know. Sonic because... Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Sonic because he's fast and all that, but I didn't realise he had an actual name. They gave him a name, like... It's not they gave him a name. They created a character called Sonic. And maybe they did, but he would have had a background. He would have had a profile. And I'm saying that... realise they had given them a background. I'm saying that... From a character animation design point of view. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. if you're creating you a character, it. you need to understand the character, yeah. how they would react in certain cir- circumstances or situations. You understand that in a movie or a TV show, but for a video game, do they need to go to that level? Well, is Sonic the Hedgehog not a movie now? It is now, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's, that's my when point. they would have done it there's, back then. Yeah. There's, there's got to be... A, a substance I know, to yeah, a character. But even given though, yeah, but I, I just thought Sonic was his name. It's interesting you say that though. Do you know what Mario's second name is? No. Mario. Mario, Mario? Mario, Mario and Luigi Mario, yeah. Okay, that's weird. That's, that's why it's Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Well, no, I knew they were brothers. Yeah, yeah, but the game's called Mario Brothers. The oh, right, because their second Mario name is Mario. Brothers. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's Mario, Mario and Luigi Mario. Just going back to time and photons and coming from oh, do we have the to? 8 minute 20 we, seconds do we have to? <laughs> a jiffy yeah. is on. a proper unit of time no a jiffy is a proper unit of time and what is it you'll be back in a jiffy yeah, you know that and you've yeah. been told that but a jiffy seconds, is a proper is it? it's one sixtieth of a second one sixtieth of a second is a jiffy you won't be back in a jiffy it's not, not measured a flash. it's how long light travels a femtometer a femtometer. 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 A femtometer is a millionth of a millionth of a millimeter. Why would you even want it? You know? And I understand the whole quantum science exploration thing. And I I love it and I'd love to be great at it. And I suck at it. And I suck at all I sciences and all that kind of shit, but I love them. And stuff. And I, but, I really want to do that because at the very beginning of this podcast, the very, very first episode, even before we even recorded anything, our kind of our blurb was everything from quantum physics to the latest episode of Soundtrack. Yeah. If I you're, wanna, if you're, I want to do something on quantum physics. Well, if, if you're following us to do something, to listen to us do something on quantum physics, you won't be getting me to do it. <laughs> it's just... I love it. Something just... It's too big and it's but is that too not, entangled. I know, but is that not... It's too complex. <laughs> it's too entangled. Yeah, and it's, it's too that. complex yeah. to I, even begin to get your head around. And I'm not that. talking about it until I can properly get my head around mm. anything. And if you can't properly explain something, then you don't understand it enough. Yeah, uh, maybe. And yeah, so it'll be quite a while before I do that. Okay. So if we disappear off the radar for a long time, then it's I come back to learn it with a, a doctor yeah. in front of me fucking name, then yeah, well, let's talk then. Okay. Okay. Right. After World War II ended, a Japanese soldier, Haru Onoda, hid in the jungle of Lubang, a Pacific island. For oh, twi- I heard this. I heard this the other day. I was listening to an audio book and they mentioned it and I went, I fucking know this. Yeah. And it, it was this guy. He it came was out the this years later, didn't Haru he? Anoda. He did in his fucking shite. Oh, 
is the, is the, is the most accurate way I can put it. Okay, then I'm, yeah. For 29 years, he refused to believe the war had ended. Right. It wasn't until Anoda's commanding officer, now a bookseller, <laughs> flew to LeBanc. Now, you see, the governments of, uh, I think it's Malaysia, I'm not sure, mm. and Japan had dropped leaflets on the forest right. where they and knew he was because oh. they were telling them that the, the war was over. over yeah, yeah. And yeah. they had tried to repatriate them all after the war, after yeah. J- Japan surrendered. Yeah. And they'd gotten some home, obviously, but they didn't get some home, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. And he read the letters and he refused, refused to, to believe, believe them. That he, he thought war. it was just a ploy to get himself captured. And he, they used to do him and two other men. And one of them was killed in a fight with local villagers in a gunfight. And the other one, I think, was captured, which I'll get back to in a minute. But he stayed at large, inverted commas, for 29 years. And he was doing raids on local villagers, no, that kind of stuff. Well, and then Anoda's commanding officer, who's now a bookseller, flew to Lebang to relieve Anoda of his duties. Yeah. Only then did Anoda stand down. So was it a, a refusal to believe it or just a... It's a ploy. It's a ploy by the enemy to, yeah, to capture that, him. Yeah, there's also like a, you know, a rigid adherence to duty, which, you know, like... Which, yeah, absolutely. Japanese it would have been, but had it have, had it have been that rigid and adherence to his duties... He wouldn't have stood down after his... Well, he would have seen how told him to. That's what I'm saying. It's that kind of, you know, that... Well, that's what it took. Command structure. He will not come out until his CO tells him... That's to what it took. ...to be ordered. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's mad. Which kind of answers my question, because when one of his colleagues, one of his comrades was caught and would have then found out that, yes, the war has ended... Yeah. Why didn't he go back to try and fucking convince an old day? He was like, listen, this shit that we're doing really isn't called for. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, for 29 years, he refused to believe the war was on. And PTSD as well as everything else. Traveling there'd be well, everything sure. else in yeah. there. But the locals that he had harassed for nearly three decades were extremely relieved. They were happy when he came out and put his arms down. Good Olympics still fighting the war. Yeah, isn't that nuts? And I'll show you. And which one of the Vietnam movies was it that, you know, that was the tagline, like, 30 years after the fall of Saigon, some people are still fighting the Vietnam War? Was that not the A-team? No, no, no. Funny enough, I was thinking the A-team as well myself, but now I'm pretty sure it didn't say they're still fighting the Vietnam War. Yeah, no. It's, but, no. Yeah, no, it was. It was all through PTSD and, you know... Was that, that sounds like it might be a, a tagline or something to Deer Hunter or some Probably shit like was, that. Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, 30 years later, they're still fighting the Vietnam War. Yeah, know? I don't know. Anyway. I'll look it up and find out later. Yeah, do. You have a right to remain silent. Do I? No, but do you know that? <laughs> I do indeed, You have yeah. a right the to Miranda remain rights, silent. Yeah. You have a right to an to attorney, attorney if... You, if you can't afford an attorney, one, one will, will be, be appointed to you. Appointed to you. This is the American version. Yeah. Anything you say may and will can be and will be held against you in a court of law. Do you understand stand these yeah. rights as I as I have repeat them to you or yes. something like that? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's something like that. All cops coming out of the fucking academy academy will have that little thing on a card that That's they right. read yeah. Yeah. the Miranda rights. Yeah. 
Do you know where the Miranda rights come from? Something about the civil rights movement? Nope. No? Okay. The Mar- and this, like, this is just one of the, the things that will click in my head at some stage. Not click, but will occur and I'll go Miranda rights. Yeah, why is it called Miranda? Why right? is yeah. it Miranda? That's, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and this goes back to, this goes back to, uh, what was the podcast we were doing where we were talking about Ghostbusters and Ecto-1? Oh, I'm not sure which episode it was, but I do remember. And it, yeah. I said, when I went to see Ghostbusters with my parents, my mom came out and wondered why Ecto-1 was called Ecto-1. And, and looked it up and it was ectoplasm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was something like that. I just woke up and wondered why it was called the Miranda rights. Mm. When the fuck is that called the Miranda rights? It mm. makes no sense. Yeah. You know? And so I looked at See, it. That's, that is the kind of thing my ADHD brain is doing at three o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping. We see, I can That's, sleep and then wake yeah. up and go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and no, then I, look at I lie in bed thinking about it. <laughs> Excuse me. Or it will occur to me mid cup of tea, mid walking down the street, yeah. mid bus ride. It'll just yeah. go, what the fuck? Yeah. And then our I have to find out. Our brains work in very similar yeah, ways yeah, though, yeah. definitely. Or maybe everybody's done, so, I don't know. But Ernesto Miranda. Right. That wasn't a woman. No, just a, yeah. a sec. Ernesto oh, Miranda was a career Miranda. criminal piece of shit. Arrested in 1963, and I do mean piece of shit. Okay, he was a career you man. Say that, yeah. yeah, he okay. was a career criminal, piece of shit that was arrested in 1963, accused of kidnapping, raping, and robbing an 18-year-old girl on her way home from work. Piece of shit. Piece of. That's been shit. complimentary to the bastard. Yeah. He was picked up and put in a lineup from which she couldn't identify him. Mm. When he asked, and, and this is a dead fucking giveaway anyway, when he asked an officer afterwards, how did I do? The officer said, not too good. <laughs> you just fucked yourself up there, yeah, buddy. Not too good, Ernie. And he was brought into, re- and, and you know, the way we're reacting to him asking the question, how did I do? Yeah. That's a fucking, look, there's your guilty there's guy. There's your guy there, yeah. right there. But this cop obviously had the same reaction, okay? He was brought into a room and questioned for two hours without a lawyer. And the girl, the victim, was brought in in front of him into the same fucking room. And he said, and couldn't identify him. Mm. And he said, yeah, that's the girl. And he admitted his crime. Wow. And he was convicted by... Yeah, so they got on by... He was convicted by an Arizona court. Yeah, so they got on by insinuating that she had identified him when in fact she had. Right. Well, they didn't insinuate. Well, they did. No, they didn't. By telling them that he didn't do well in the lineup and then by bringing her into the room, that's exactly what they... They inferred... They inferred that he... He'd been... Yeah. Yeah, there's there's loads loads wrong with that shit that should never have happened. But because his rights hadn't been upheld, the US Supreme Court vacated the verdict and ordered a retrial, excluding his confession as evidence. Because it was... Because it had been... Manipulated out. Coerced, if you will. Well, if that's pre-Miranda rights, then there was nothing to stop the cops doing that, I would have thought. That was legal to do that then. But he obviously still had... The Miranda rights was what made that illegal to do that. He obviously... He was questioned without a lawyer, so they Mm. knew he should have a lawyer present. There was just nothing written down in the sense of read these 
to your to your client, yeah. I mean, not, not your client, client to your to, to your buyer arrest. Yeah. yeah. When he went for retrial, his girlfriend testified against him because he had said to her, and I'm, I'd imagine she was some piece of fucking work as well, mm. but he had said to her everything about the crime that he had committed. And he was a career criminal. So yeah. she must have been... Must have she must that, have, yeah. have, have bent a law or two in her yeah, time too. Yeah. But you know... Boards of a feather flock together yeah. and all that, yeah, yeah. So she testified against him and he was convicted and sentenced to 20 to 30 years. Good. But then they had to, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they had to codify those rights. This is time. the reason the Miranda rights are called the Miranda rights. Yeah, yeah. So they were codified. So they were codified and you have to, he, all officers have to say to them, do you understand these rights as, of, as I have told them to you? Yeah, but it, it's not just that they have to be said to them. I'm assuming that's when those rights were afforded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it is, you know. yeah. So before that, he wouldn't have had those rights. Not only, not only would he have not had them read to him, he wouldn't have been entitled to them. You know, the I'm sure it would have been a lot looser. Mm. But rights, if the US Supreme Court can vacate a verdict based on the fact that based on the fact that all the evidence gained yeah, so wasn't should, done through legal he channels, have had those then rights. he did have rights. Right, so the rights themselves were already in place. The only thing that wasn't in place was a cop reading them to you and telling you, informing you what, of the rights of that your you rights. Have. So he okay, so he could have he could have said no you can't hold me here you can't yeah or I want to see I, a lawyer I, where's he my didn't lawyer? know yeah, they were yeah, his rights so he didn't know he had the rights he hadn't that. been told but they did yeah. exist right yeah. okay yeah so Ernesto Miranda was paroled in December 1975 from that 20 to 30 was, years he was sent down for 20 to 30 yeah, years and it when was, was the, the crime committed yeah so he didn't do an awful lot of well, Didn't 20 to 30 years. He got out obviously early, yeah, but you know, yeah. he did, what was it, 15? Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so if, if, if he was done in, I think it was 67, the retrial was ordered and he was done and he went down, that's eight years. Yeah, that's good. Right? So yeah, um, the 20 to 30 years, they never fucking. No, yeah, he never yeah. Would have But anyway, he was paroled. By December 1975. One month later, he was stabbed to death in a Phoenix bar. No one was ever convicted of his murder, but the two suspects were read the rights he had precipitated all that time ago. Wow, that's yeah. mad, yeah. When, and they knew him. Apparently, one of them was pointed out as a person of interest, like, this guy is the fucking guy that yeah, stabbed yeah. that guy. Yeah. But he had fled the state. And he had fled to Mexico. Right. And so no one was ever arrested for it. Right. Well, yeah. no, they were arrested, just never charged. No one was ever convicted for it. Yeah, be, sorry. If yeah. they read the rights, they were arrested. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Gotcha. That's mad. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Fuck him. Bastard. Fuck him. Yeah. Hope he's born in the circle of hell that I just yeah. started hoping exists now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fuck exactly. Him.